ready to talk sports with one of the leading sports journalists of today? Welcome to All Around Sports with John Inglesby. John's years of experience as a journalist has allowed him to net exclusive interviews with the top players, former players, commissioners, and owners. John and his guests are ready to give you the straight word when it comes to sports. Now, let's talk all around sports. Here's your host, John Inglesby. Voice America listeners, welcome to the 247th ever show of All Around Sports. Reach Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. We broadcast live from Boston to go all around the world of sports for one hour to discuss what happened this week and what's ahead for the weekend. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-888-346-9144 or you can email me at iir at comcast.net which comes to me through my website at iirsports one word.com. As always, I will give you my highlights, lowlights, and bizarre news items from the past week. Also, we will be joined next segment by our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham of Bama Magazine. Well, my bizarre story of the week is obviously Ryan Lochte. Uh, in many ways, one of the biggest sports scandals since Penn State and Tiger Woods. It's uh, just so much to digest, you know, you don't even know where to start, but I think we can start with the fact that it's a, a black eye for America, as evidenced by the New York Post headline, <laughs> the, the Ugly American, and boy, aren't the tabloids just having a field day with this one. Uh, it, it has all the elements. I'll start off with one of my fa- favorite lines again. Uh, uh, you can't make this stuff up. And truth is stranger than fiction. And this story certainly reinforces both of those uh, uh, mantras. Uh, Rio has, in my mind, every right to have uh, pursued this aggressively as they have, especially when you factor in the sensitivity leading up to the games, uh, which is, you know... Happens now, it seems, with all the Olympic Games and, in fact, the World Cup as well. Uh, you know, but especially the Olympic Games, every four years, it's just like all the things that are going to go wrong. In this case, water, Zika, and security. Um, but for my thinking, Lochte's biggest crime was saying the robbers posed as police officers. Again, I say that because of what I just said about the sensitivity in Rio given uh, the lead-up to the Olympics. And, uh, you know, as for Lochte, I mean, his, his Sunday morning interview with Billy Bush, literally and apparently just hours after this incident occurred, if you, uh, you know, look at the time that they were at the gas station, which apparently was after, 6 a.m. in the morning. I know I saw that the interview with Billy Bush uh, seemed to occur, I believe, at some point Sunday morning, if not Sunday afternoon. Tough to keep it all straight with the time differences and whatnot. But, uh, you know, for Lochte, I mean, again, aside from saying the robbers posed as police officers, uh, you know, the fact that he said a gun was held to his forehead and then, you know, playing tough guy, saying, you know, whatever, and by the way, the word whatever, 
used pretty often here these days in the English language, but uh, that's going to be the take-home line from, from, from this whole crazy, crazy incident. At the end of the day, uh, it all seems so unnecessary uh, that they had to, you know, get into this story, Lochte and the three other American swimmers, and how the other three seem to be going along with all this, you know, is uh, crazy. Of course, they they fessed up once they were in front of the police. Um, but, you know, I mean, certain elements of Lochte's story from Sunday morning to Billy Bush are true. I mean, you know, there was a gun involved. There was security or someone you know, wearing a badge or whatever. Uh, you know, the, the part about lying down on the ground where Lochte again said he would knock it on the ground. I mean, what the, the pictures we've seen from the gas station show that they're just like sitting there. Um, you know, so basically it seems to me that the... Uh, the elements of what occurred at the gas station were somewhat the foundation of the story he told on Sunday morning to Billy Bush and then stuck with it for a few days until issuing an apology just within the past couple hours uh, where he did not get into real detail, just more of a general broad apology for this all happening. Um, but he never said why he said what he said, put it that way. Um but yeah, it's just, uh, you know, been crazy. I mean, the fact he got on the plane out of town ahead of everybody else, uh, and he clearly is the key element in the story. But the other three swimmers, you know, bear responsibility as well. Um, and then, you know, can you just imagine the scene of the two swimmers being literally taken off the airplane as they're making their getaway? And, uh, and then... The other uh, swimmer that seemed to be next to Lochte, the most uh, uh, the most involved, shall we say, James Fegan. He was in effect missing during that time when they took the other two off the plane, uh, and he has since agreed to a to quote donate. Uh, approximately $11,000 to quote an institution, whatever that means. <laughs> but 11000 bucks is a lot of money. Uh, more than the $51 that apparently uh, Lochte and them paid to uh, get out of the gas station uh, early Sunday morning. Um, so yeah, it, it's just you can't make this stuff up. But one of the, another take home, really, and you know, this is where I get back to, you know, Black Eye for America was uh, the two other swimmers leaving the police station. I think it was yesterday afternoon, evening, where they were just vilified by what nearly qualified as an angry mob of what apparently was just citizens uh, screaming expl expletives, you lie, the word liar, all that. I mean, people who, you know, Assuming there are, they were Brazilians who were deeply offended that Americans would come into their country and make up this story, period. And, and again, I can't stress enough that there was already 
uh, built-in sensitivity that had, you know, been building for months leading into the Olympics. And uh, it's just really one of the all-time crazy, crazy stories. Um, There's still so much, you know, so many elements. I'm sure I missed a lot of them. You, You really can't put it all together. Another thing that was just off the charts was, you know, the media. You know, seeing the media scrum of which I've been in many um, but never never been in one that looked like that press room yesterday where they were basically uh, so packed it was uh, they were sitting Indian style on the floor and uh, just really um, again you can't make this stuff up but it's certainly uh, you know it's going to Take away from the Olympics. I mean, that's going to be one of the take-homes. That's going to be one of the memories a year from now. And we, you know, the word Rio Olympics comes up. Uh, most people, if, and certainly most Americans, are going to think Ryan Lochte first and foremost, period. That's it. And that's a shame. Uh, they have been great to watch. Uh, uh, but before I get into that, let me get into my low light of the week, which was the Olympic official who sloughed off the whole Ryan Lochte and swimmer situation by saying, you know, boys will be boys. Uh, Just a clueless statement. I think he was a Rio Olympic spokesperson. Again, whatever that means. I don't know if that's USOC, IOC, or a local guy. But for him, you know, to just boys will be boys, I, I just thought that was like given the frenzy around this story, a completely clueless, clueless statement on his part. But that leads into my highlight of the week, which is uh, of all the great things we've seen, the greatest by far in my mind, Usain Bolt, clearly now one of the greatest athletes ever. He's looking to go nine for nine if they win the relays tonight, meaning he'll have been in nine Olympic races over the past three Olympics, and I've won nine gold medals. Uh, that would tie him with Carl Lewis and uh, one other athlete, and uh, he is just an all-timer. He's Muhammad Ali-like in my mind. I mean, he com- he's completely compelling to watch. I have gone out of my way to watch his 100 and 200 this week. He lights up the entire stadium as well as the TV screen. Uh, he is really, really special, truly special. Um, at the end of the day, fastest human in the history of the world. I can't think of too many titles that are better than that one, period. Uh, so he's great. I'm glad we got one more race. Apparently it's going to be his last. Uh, there's a part of me saying as he, you know, just wins as he did last night the 200 meter with ease going away if i'm him i I show up in tokyo in four years for at least one race apparently the 200 meters which again he dominated last night you show up or even the relays you know where he has some help four years down the road and show up and win that 10th gold medal and then he will have the most ever period in track and field and that to me is a worthy pursuit. So, um, we'll see what happens, but, you know, at the end of the day, let's enjoy tonight. It could be the last. <laughs> 
and I'm sure it'll be special as well. And be, before I close out this segment, a shout out to Jim Furyk, shooting the lowest score ever in a PGA Tour event with the 58 at the Travelers out in nearby Hartford, Connecticut. Uh, and Jim Furyk's one of the good guys on the tour, which I cover frequently, and uh, it was just awesome to see he be the one to uh, set this all-time mark. So now let's take our break, and next up will be our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham of Bama Magazine, so don't go anywhere. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Sports and medicine go hand in hand. Quite simply, if you aren't up to your game health-wise, you won't be up to your game on the field. That's where Bruce the Sports Doc comes in. Dr. Bruce Grossinger uses his medical training and experience to bring you a link between sports and medicine. From the latest advances and treatments to discussion behind the injuries of the week, Bruce the Sports Doc and his team of guest experts are here each week to lay it on the line in terms that you can understand. Tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter. Formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams, Kwame's got the experience. So he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time. Get ready for an unpredictable, fun, and sometimes sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. What sets apart VoiceAmerica.tv from the other video content providers on the Internet? Choice and flexibility means that you can host your video content live or on demand on the main VoiceAmerica.tv channels through your own branded media player or your own private TV channel. We support multiple media formats, so all of your video content can be in one place. We offer a number of advertising and video packages. For more information, visit VoiceAmerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us surprise you. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter. Formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams, Kwame's got the experience. So he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time. Get ready for an unpredictable, fun, and sometimes sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. 
We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now, back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment two of All Around Sports. And I'm your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is one 888 346-9144, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And it's that time of the show when we often have guests, and on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham of Bama Magazine. And A.P., how are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing great, John. Doing great. Glad to be here. That's good. Well, we're glad to have you, and uh, as always, lots to talk about. But uh, the first thing I have to ask is... What are your thoughts on the Ryan Lochte story? It's an all-timer. Yeah, is it kind of like frat boy going bad or something? I don't know. It seems like it. (laughs) That's as good a term as I've heard, and I think I've heard every term in the book. (laughs) That's a good one. (laughs) So, yeah, it's disappointing when Americans go to other countries and they misbehave. It's just reflective on the, the country and it's not much respect for yourself primarily and your family and your country and all the people you're representing when you, you know, are in the Olympics for the United States of America. Correct. And specifically, you know, the, the rest of the swimmers team and of course the entire Olympic team in general for America, um, you know, I talked about this, of course, in the opening segment. Or your your thoughts are exactly aligned with mine. It's exactly what I said. Black eye for America. And uh, of all the headlines I've read, and I've read many, uh, the best one was simply the New York Post. Leave it to them. Uh, simply <laughs> saying the ugly American. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the term that's used for decades. And that, that's yep. appropriate and, and, and should be applied in this, this instance. And, and John, there's a sport swimming. I mean, doesn't get a lot of notoriety except around the time of the Olympics. So here Correct. it is. Instead of celebrating all these nice things, it takes people years and years to train and reach the, their goals. We're, we're having to discuss uh, this far-fetched, uh, you know, incident that happened down in in uh, Rio. Yeah, and you know. So many ways to go on this, as I said, but you know, one way I'll go right now is simply that, you know, when there was a day or two of like the story didn't appear to be true, but we didn't know what the real story was before the gas station video and the police press conferences and all that, there was so many other things that people were saying had gone on, meaning he was using this story as a cover up for something much, much worse. And, you know, I heard sports writers and commentators, you know, talking prostitution, drugs, whatever. There had to be a a crazy story behind it. And I can't help but think here in the light of day that, you know, the the real story, the gas station video, as it were, um, 
as bad as it was, it wasn't that bad. <laughs> like, you, I don't think he had to lie about it. I mean, I think he could, you know, yeah. he could have, if he would have told the truth, people would have just said like, oh, well, that's not great, but, you know, we'll all move on, uh, you, you know. Yeah. But, but now he's created what in my mind will be the memory of these Olympic Games. I mean, again, as I said in the opening segment, if a year from now someone says to you, Rio Olympics, the first thing in your mind and many Americans' minds, most and many people worldwide will, I think, be Ryan Lochte, period. That's what we're going to remember, and that is uh, a real shame, but that's the, way it, that's the way the world works. So I just don't understand yeah. the lie, per se. Yeah, I guess you could manage the embarrassment. I guess that's the question that everybody has to ask themselves if something goes wrong in their life. Can you manage that initial embarrassment? If you can, you're probably going to be better off just coming forth and, Correct. and telling the truth and then move on. Exactly. Uh, again, the truth in this case was not all that horrible. And, and I don't want to minimize it. It's nothing to be proud of. You go in and you vandalize a bathroom. And anytime right. there's a gun and a badge on the scene, which were true, apparently, yeah. if, if you believe the video, and God knows, you, know, you don't know what to believe in this story. That's how crazy it is. Uh, <laughs> but assuming you can trust the video, um, <laughs> you know, again, not a great story. The truth is not anything to be proud of. But boy, to, to extrapolate it and, you know, Tell the story he told to Billy Bush standing on the beach on Copacabana last Sunday. You know, doesn't make any sense, especially the part about, you know, and I think this is really what's going to live with him is, uh, you know, where he said that, you know, the robber pointed. Well, number one, his biggest mistake was saying they posed as police officers. That is what got, in my mind, the Brazilian authorities riled up and on a mission more so than if it hadn't that part hadn't been included. And then, uh, but, you know, to say, you know, the other three got down on the ground, the other three swimmers, but yet you stood your ground, you had a gun to your forehead, and you replied, like, whatever, and gave them your wallet. I mean, whatever, to me, is going to be, that word's never, that, that word's going to be attached to him for forever. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, right. That, that's a good, a good analogy, Johnny. Yeah, I'll be attached with that word for a lifetime, you know, I'll never get rid of that, that term. It, it, it really, I mean, you know, and it's a line we all hear all the time. I mean, it's, you know, it, constantly. It's been, a, it's been in the lingo for uh, a couple of years now. And, uh, <laughs> you know, but I think he now owns it rightly or wrongly. So, I don't know, AP, it seems like it's run its course. I think the final remaining U.S. swimmers from this incident are in the air as we speak, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, I don't think it's over yet. I I think there's more to come. I heard just a while ago on uh, one radio show that, you know, the sit-down's coming, the Oprah moment. It may not be Oprah, but there'll be a, you know, there'll, there'll be a Dr. Phil or some show where one or all of these swimmers, maybe separately, maybe together, will sit down and present their side once and for all to America. So, uh, again, uh, as we like to say in the media, AP, this one still has legs, I believe. 
Yeah, that's kind of a sad commentary that that's what we're left to hear right from the Olympic, Olympics instead about the competition and the, the great time they had representing the, their, their country. But that's the way that things work now. It really is. And moving on to competition, uh, I don't know if you're a Usain Bolt watcher, but, uh, but oh, I've become yeah, one. Yeah, I love watching him, yeah. There's something about him that's just Muhammad Ali-like in my mind. Appointment television, especially when you only get to see him three times every four years. But uh, he's one of the all-timers. You know, I I loved watching him last night. I mean, he's yawning. He's listening to music. You know, when he wins, (laughs) the way he, like, walks around the track and biting attention. I, I mean... Like Ali, he can get away with it. Not everybody can get away with it. In fact, not many can get yeah. away with it. But he can. Yes. Yes. Um, I, don't, I, don't, I don't, John, I don't think I've, I've ever seen somebody that big run with such ease. Correct. It's like a machine, like a robot. It's so smooth. It really is. Um, I've never seen, I don't think any of us have ever seen any, anybody like him. Your no, period. No, he, no, he's so big and long-legged, and he just, he just toys with the competition. Correct, he does. You know, and then when he did that laughing exchange of glances with the the Canadian runner and the qualifier the other night, that was classic. I mean, he's ahead of them by like a foot, as they're like <laughs> looking at each other and smiling as if they had like. <laughs> plan to finish one two together or whatever and what i found amazing about that not that it mattered he was qualified with either first or second but he he's not going to lose but he was ahead by literally inches yet he never broke stride or anything like he knew he was going to win even though they were right at the finish line and he was a mere inch or two ahead it seemed and yet there was never any doubt in my or any other fan's mind, and most importantly, his mind, he was going to win. So he, he just, <laughs> I, I loved it. I just thought, this guy is just something else. Um, yeah, he looks, see, yeah, he looks relaxed, John, when he runs, doesn't he? I mean, it's like you're watching a colt out there, a young colt. Yeah. He's running. It's completely effortless. It really is. Uh, again, you know, best thing we can say about him is just the absolute fact that the only one that matters, he's the fastest human in history, period. That's all you need to know. <laughs> and one heck yeah, of a title, much, right? Yeah, that's a great title to have. It's like heavyweight champion of the world. There's only one person. Exactly right. And, and uh, he has that bravado and he just, unbelievable to watch it watch him i just never seen anything like him it is and before we close you know tonight he was on the relay team heavily favored to win his ninth gold medal which would make him nine for nine and olympic events entered over the course of three straight olympics it will tie him with carl lewis and one other most medals ever Mm -hmm. i believe for track and field and what i said at the end of the first segment was you know if i'm him I'm showing up in Tokyo in four years for at least one race, maybe the relays, where he has help, to get the 10th medal. I know he said he's done, um, but I'd love to see it. I I like him enough that I'd like to see him stand alone. 
Yeah, I'd, I'd like to see him come back and get that tenth medal because uh, yeah, something he can do with the relay. He doesn't need to be at his very best because you're Correct. part of that team. Exactly so right. You you uh, decrease your risk of losing. That's exactly you know, right. Enhance, you know, enhance your chances of winning. So that would be tremendous that he came back for that tenth medal. Correct, and you know. The Olympics are better when Usain Bolt is in it. So it's just that simple. And AP, great perspective on your part as always. Uh, So why don't we take our break now and still have a lot to get to on the other side. out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific time 3 p.m eastern time on the voice america sports channel get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on twitter find us at voice america trn or twitter.com forward slash voice america trn You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now, back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment three of All Around Sports. And I am your host, John Inglesby. To join the show... The call-in number is 1-888-346-9144, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham of Bama Magazine. And A.P., we were talking some Olympics in the previous segment, and uh, we got a a big Olympic event coming up uh, in an hour or so with the U.S. Olympic basketball team facing off against Spain. It's the semifinal, but it feels like the gold medal game to me. These are considered by many the top two teams in in, in the tournament. Yeah, it's an American sport. You don't want to ever lose the the game that was discovered in this country. So I'm, I hope those they're ready to play, and I'm, I'm sure they will be. But they'll be challenged. No doubt about it. Uh, Paul Gasol is apparently nursing some type of an injury, but he's playing. Uh, uh, they also have Ricky Rubio and, uh, you know, 
they have a bunch of NBA players, put it that way. So uh, clearly America's favored. But um, again, I'm planning to, to watch. Not every day we get to watch something like this on a Friday afternoon. Uh, begins at 2.30 Eastern time, as in within the hour. And uh, I think it'll be great. I think it'll be great. I watched their game uh, against Argentina, which was entertaining. Uh, you know, Manu Ginobili and Luis Scola, a couple of recognized NBA players. Uh, and, I, you know, the Ginobili factor drew my interest as well, his final Olympic game. And he was indeed emotional, but, no, today's the day. Today's the game. We've all been waiting for, and everybody seems to say that the key to the whole game is, you know, Spain has been together for years and plays like a team, which has been the big knock on America, who has been together for weeks, right? Yeah. Yes, that's always <laughs> been throughout the Olympic history of basketball, especially when you started to get some of the pros in there, you, you see if they can play as a, as a team, one unit, instead of trying to dominate individually. But, you know, John, it's, it's kind of funny how America, they're known for their exports. Well, this is one of the greatest things they ever exported around the world. And how it's, you have that competition when you're playing the Olympics. Basketball. Yeah. Absolutely. No question. Um, it's great. You know, uh, the global game in so many ways and so many countries have come so far. I think Croatia and Serbia played the other day and gosh, you know, they, they have a lot of players in the NBA. I mean, everybody has players in the NBA now, it seems every country it's, it's what makes the, uh, you know, the league more interesting. And, uh, but, you know, switching over to college football, I'm actually looking at, uh, ESPN and they, they just had a headline that said, Brian Kelly, is apparently planning on playing two quarterbacks uh, in the opener against Texas, which is going to be awesome Labor Day weekend viewing. Um, pretty interesting. He has two good ones there, uh, to say the least. Uh, but uh, I'm surprised to see that. I, I, I'm not a fan. I've never been a fan of a dual quarterback system. I don't think it works. Yeah, John, you know, the only time I've really seen it work where the team accepts the concept is in, in the wishbone years. Right. Uh, you know, teams would have extra quarterbacks. They'd throw them in there. They'd throw the, another set of running backs in, and everybody was, was happy and content with that, uh, you know, roster move. But professionally and in the collegiate level now, oh, there's so many people that – keep bringing up the subject or, you know, he's, he played three more plays than you and how do you feel and, and do you feel you should be playing first before the other the quarterback? So it just becomes like you're entangled every time you have a press conference trying to answer these questions. Yeah, but I, the only thing is if your coach believes in, the, in that, you know, that's his style, that's what he wants to do to help the team. If he can sell, you know, he's going to have to sell that to the team. He's going to have to sell that concept to the team so that they have a mindset. Well, yeah, that's natural. We're using all our players. We have good players. We like our quarterbacks. We're playing both. We believe in both. I mean, that, that's the only thing you can do to overcome that move. Right, and especially in 2016. I mean, it's a different world. I happen yes. to, you know, 
be around growing up in the Pittsburgh area when there was the famous, hard to believe now, but Terry Bradshaw, Joe Gilliam uh, were playing in something resembling a dual quarterback system and Terry Hanratty was part of it as well, all this under Chuck Noll of all people. Yeah, it didn't work. So I learned that at a young age, even with that (laughs) fabulous team that was forming at the time. And we're talking 73, 74 now. And, uh, but most recently, you know, again, a lot easier then than now, and it didn't work then, so I don't think it'll work now. But, you know, I, I thought, actually, Urban Meyer handled that situation last year with three quarterbacks, you, you know, beautifully. Granted, they didn't win the national championship or whatever, but like they had the year before, which is what led to the quarterback controversy with Cardell Jones performing so well to lead them to the to the title. But... Nonetheless, you know, and I know it's easier when you have a superior athlete like Braxton Miller to just put him at wide receiver and watch him go. And he's fabulous. And he's actually in the pros right now, you know, in in some NFL training camp trying to make the team. And uh, but I, I again leave it to Urban Meyer. I thought he handled it, you know, as well as it can be handled in 2016. Maybe Brian Kelly can do it. Maybe he can't, but. A tough thing to do, in my mind. Yeah, they're going on the road at Texas, nationally televised game on Sunday evening. So, yeah, I mean, years ago, Florida State had a, a two-quarterback system with Bobby Bowden in his early days at Florida State. So, like right. I said, it's a different world now. It's a different world now. And really, it, you, you, what you're fighting against, besides the questions in the media and the fans and the alumni, is you're fighting human nature. Because right. there'll, there'll be a tendency for the offense to take sides. Correct, bingo. You, my thought exactly. I agree. I mean, it's not so much that you can't manage that situation with all the questioning, but it's within the team, and that that's what counts the most. How the players react to your decision. So that that's the complex thing that Brian Kelly is going to have to manage. Well, exactly. I mean, it can be as simple as, you know, the center likes one quarterback better than the other. You know, they might be boys, whatever. I mean, one receiver right. thinks he he gets more throws from one of the quarterbacks than the other. And yeah. it's so fragile. It's like yes. beyond, it's impossible yeah. to manage those things. Yeah. yeah, there's all those different clicks that happen on a football team. Correct. Correct. And, and boy, once you have a divided locker room, forget it. Um, but he does have two super talented quarterbacks. Good problem to have. Let's not, you know, overstate that uh, or understate that. But we'll see. And, I mean, that game in Texas, uh, I've never been to a game, but I have twice stood at Darrell Royal Stadium. It's an awesome, awesome setting at night on Labor Day weekend with 100,000-plus Playing the eyes of Texas are upon you. That is going to be. It's the biggest game in that stadium in a long time. They're going to be ready. You know they're going to be ready big time. Yes, yes. They have a lot to prove. Their coach is on the line. Their team is on the line. You know, the state of Texas, the university, the the flagship flagship university is on the line. And I think Notre Dame has not played there maybe since. Maybe it's 90-something, I'm thinking. So it's been quite a while. And anytime Notre Dame comes to town, 
especially the first game where everybody's so positive. Normally, you're, you're fairly healthy. It, it's a huge game. It's a huge game. I mean, there's just, you know, Texas served notice last year, uh, you know, in the Red River shootout by shocking, and I do mean shocking, Oklahoma, that they have it in them to play a great game. I mean, that was yeah. one of the stunners of the year last year, and that was at the I famous so, neutral yeah. site. Mm-hmm. So the fact that they could have done that then, last October, tells me that they can certainly do it now in their home stadium in the opener. Yeah, there's no question that they, they have some athletes that can compete. And, 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 you know, Notre Dame is not overloaded with exceptional athletes. They have their share, but it's not like they uh, have all five-star prospects on their, on their team. Correct, correct. You, you know, they're, uh, you know, a perennial power. For sure, yes. they always are, but you know they're not. Uh, uh, you know, everybody's preseason number one by any means. No, um, no. I mean, at, at draft time, you don't see ten players from Notre Dame making through the rounds there. Correct, exactly. AP. Well, AP. Uh, good to be talking college football. It, it's to say it's in the air would be an understatement. Uh, it's practically here. I know, uh, speaking of Labor Day weekend, you will be covering, if I'm not mistaken, the USC Alabama game, which is massive by any standard. Uh, and I'd love to get your thoughts on that, but why don't we do that uh, after this break? Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Now you can take your favorite Voice America radio program with you anywhere. Sign up for our mobile app if you have an iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. The Voice America Interactive Radio Player, powered by Aircast, gives you the freedom to listen to any of our programs anywhere, live, and on demand. No registration is required. Listen to your favorite Voice America hosts and discover new ones. Download the Voice America mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry, powered by Aircast. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Check your feelings at the door and enter the Man Cave. Don't let the name fool you, because we're here for anybody that wants to talk and listen in. Host J.D. Harris and Ray Austin are here to lead the forum from the fans, former players, owners, execs, and coaches. While inside the Man Cave, you do whatever you like. We won't judge. We'll even go beyond sports to talk technology, current events, and entertainment. Tune in every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now, back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to the fourth and final segment of All Around Sports. I am your host, John Inglesby. 
And back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham of Bama Magazine. And before we get started, my pick of the weekend for appointment viewing is the Olympics final weekend, capped off by the closing ceremony Sunday night. Uh, I'm going to miss them. It's, it's pretty much, it, it, I'm sure you agree with this, A.P. It's pretty fun to just have sports on six channels, in effect, 24 hours a day, it seems. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love it. Who doesn't love that, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I That's may not good. Be, be too familiar with half the sports, but, uh, you know, in the middle of a weekday, if I can throw on handball or something, it works for me <laughs> in, back, in the background. Yeah, yeah, team handball. I like team handball. That's what I like. Yeah, yeah there's, you know, you come across these sports. That's the beauty of the Olympics here. Come across yeah. these various sports and, you know. You give them a few minutes and check it out, and more often than not, you know, I enjoy it. You know, I'm not disappointed. I, I find it interesting. No. So, uh, no. yeah, well, AP, uh, we were talking previously about uh, college football, as we often do, specifically the opening weekend, Labor Day weekend, only a couple weeks away now. Hard to believe, as in two weeks from tomorrow. Uh, and,. We, we touched on Notre Dame-Texas, but you are going to be uh, at the USC-Alabama game, which is going to be massive down in Dallas. Uh, and I know you're doing some prep work already for that. Yeah, I sure have, John. I've, I've had a chance to visit with the offensive and defensive players and coaches at USC in Los Angeles. And here, here's a funny story, John. You'll appreciate this as a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. The new athletic director of athletics is Lynn Swan, pro football fame member, wide receiver, Pittsburgh Steelers, but also an All-American at USC. And uh, I saw him in Ohio at the pro football fame induction. Jim was said, I'm going to come out to Los Angeles. So sure enough, he was, he was at practice, and uh, he's coming off the practice field, and I met up with him, spoke for a few minutes, and on his shirt was a beat Alabama button. So they're taking this game very seriously. Yes, well, it's Lynn Swan, simply one of my favorite athletes of all time. Uh, there's no other way to say it. I have a large autographed picture from him uh, that uh, of his famous uh, juggling catch in the Super Bowl against Dallas, and it's a nice note from Lynn. I covered him. Uh, when I covered the Steelers back in the 70s and then, you know, bring things full circle. I interviewed his son uh, last April, as in a few months ago, who's playing for Army at West Point. And his son's a big boy, let me tell you. And uh, so, yeah, uh, it's just uh, incredible how the how these things, you know, kind of stick with you for life. Uh, but Lin Swan... Uh, one of my favorite athletes. I've actually covered him a few times in a Super Bowl bowling tournament that's held every year, Super Bowl week, with a lot of NFL alumni. And uh, he's just terrific. There, there's no other way to say it. Uh, one of my favorite athletes and people. So I was thrilled to see him get the USC job. And, uh, yeah, what did you think of him? You you just talked to him recently. What were your thoughts? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I, you know he, he has, he's very polished, and he yes. has the person personal skills to reach out to alumni. Because I think most of the time, the director of athletics now is always raising funds for different capital projects. 
primarily in your traveling and your speaking to all the clubs across the country. And, and uh, so, yeah, he'll probably do fine in that position. I know they're trying to repair and renovate the L.A. Memorial Coliseum. But yep. I think Pat Hayden is actually in charge of that, uh, the former director of athletics. So you know, I think we just want to do fine if that flight director there. Yes, well, you used the correct word, polish. Let's not forget, not too long ago, he lived his life post-career in Pittsburgh, and uh, which was great. And let's not forget that uh, not that long ago, he ran for governor of Pennsylvania. So when you say polished, you're talking really polished. <laughs> so. Yes, yes. He, right, he, and he's, he's been involved in the media for a number of years yep. as, as a commentator, as a sideline reporter, so... He, he, he comprehends that, that portion of his, his responsibility. Right. And just lastly on Lynn Swan, uh, I got this autographed picture from him. It was during my newspaper career when I was a reporter in the Boston area. And so I took a picture, that famous picture of him making that catch in the Super Bowl, blew it up at my newspaper with working with my printers into like, suitable for framing size, shall we say, a poster, and took it in because my editor that morning came in and said, I have a big surprise for you. I'm sending you to the Ritz-Carlton in Boston for the USFL <laughs> luncheon, where one of the people there will be Lynn Swan, who's going to be working USFL games as a broadcaster. I think he was a sideline reporter at the USFL. And I've, he just said, and I, of course, jumped in my car, drove to Boston, you know, blew, blew up the picture. And <laughs> at that point, I was, you know, that was back in the day. So I was able to say, you know, he remembered me from, you know, me covering the team and the locker room interviews and all that, which at the time was only like, you know, four or five years earlier than that. So, yeah, yeah, great, great memories with Lynn Swan. But uh, anyway... USC, Alabama, uh, you know, you're out in California. I'm sure that, uh, you know, there's already a, the drumbeat beginning for interest in that game. Uh, it's going to be awesome. Yeah, you know, USC is, is really excited and amped up. And the players, John, over the course of their short careers, they've, they've come to know each other at these various all-star games and, for right. instance, Juju Smith-Schuster, outstanding wide receiver, all-American type wide receiver, he he knows some of those players from Alabama and actually was recruited by Alabama. So when I interviewed him, there was a little gleam in his eye when he was discussing their defense, and and you can see that it's a great challenge for him, and he's he wants to make good, of course, national TV against the preseason number one and defending national championship team. So yeah, he's a big, big receiver listed at six two, over two hundred. But they've got some stars, of course, as any USC team usually usually does. Running back, oh, yeah. Ronald Jones, the second, but he, and he's right from McKinney, Texas, which is right there outside of Dallas. He's having all the home folks will be there. Uh, Dory Jackson is on defense. He had over either four or six hundred yards receiving last year. So he's a triple threat with the return game, wide receiver, defensive back. Uh, USC is in the same situation as Alabama. Their quarterback position, they're looking for that candidate to come forward and command the team and execute the offense. So you have Max Brown, who was National Player of the Year 
Uh, he's only attempted, I think it's uh, 15 or so passes in his, in his career, two-year career. He's redshirt one year. And then the uh, redshirt freshman who was kind of off the radar, didn't attend many camps, Sam Darnold. So they're both competing. They're both 6'4". So, uh, you know, and on defense, you have Cameron Smith. He's a Pac-12 defensive player of the year as a freshman. And, uh, you know, Clay Helton, he has there, – there's four coaches, John, on that staff of Alabama ties state of Alabama ties, believe it or not. Wow. Yeah, Clay Helton was a reserve quarterback three years at Auburn, Richard one year, and then he transferred to Houston and put to play for his dad, Kim Helton. And then you have Neil Callaway, was an offensive lineman, defensive lineman at Alabama, under, you know, played for his coach Brian, then he coached at Alabama as an assistant years later. Then you have Tommy Robinson, deep, he's the running back coach. He was at Texas, I think, last year. He's from the state of Alabama, played for Troy State at the time, national championship team in the mid-'80s. He's from Phoenix City, and he's married to Eddie Lowe's sister, and that's a name in Alabama history. Eddie Lowe played linebacker. His brother, Woodrow Lowe, All-American College Football Hall of Fame member. So he, he's, from, he's from that situation. And um, trying to recall the other one right offhand. Uh, name escapes him. But, yeah, so there's some... Alabama ties right there on that staff. So, and of course, on the other side, you have Lane Kiffin coming coming back to coach against his former team. So, yeah, there's there you go. That Hollywood Hollywood drama without even trying. I know, I know. It's going to be great. Uh, well, that's two weeks from tomorrow night. Am I correct? Yeah, two weeks from tomorrow night, Arlington, Texas, AT and T Stadium, the Cowboy Classic, Alabama versus USC. They haven't met since the Aloha Bowl. 1985. Wow. We'll all be watching, AP. I'm glad you're going to be there, and uh, it's great to be uh, finally talking real college football again two weeks to go. Hard to believe, and uh, but we're loving it. So, as always, thanks again for your contributions. Enjoy the rest of your time in California, and we'll look forward to uh, talking next week uh, and, and really getting into the meat of uh, college football once and for all. Thank you, John. It's always my pleasure to be here. Thanks, AP. And as always, thank you all for listening to All Around Sports. And we look forward to doing it all again next Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. Thanks again for tuning in to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Be sure to tune in again next Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Have a terrific weekend, and we'll talk sports again next week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on...